to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobrats, Brian Coles. Brian, we had an unbelievable sports weekend. A million different directions to go. I know you spent most of your time apple picking and not really watching sports because you're the father of the year, husband of the year. But exactly. what do you think? Not a bad weekend, huh? It's a great weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, your Cowboys win? I mean, come on. Yeah, good win for the – well, yeah, nice win for the Cowboys to uh, get their division lead pumped up. They had a three-game homestand, uh, which is rare in the NFL to have three games in a row at home. They uh, swept it. And, um, yeah, even like just – but you're right, like a crazy day. Like you know, you and I don't do a lot of college football on this show, but like even a crazy day in college football, Alabama losing, like a crazy Texas-Oklahoma game, heavyweight title fight Saturday night, all types of good stuff. Baseball playoffs, controversy. Oh yeah, and some apple picking. I uh, I actually caught the last like three minutes of the Alabama game. I'm just screwing around on my phone, and the wife and kids all went to bed. We had a busy day Saturday, running all over the state, and I just wanted me time catching up on sports. And I caught the last three minutes. Of, what a wild scene that was! I mean, I didn't see any of the game besides the last three minutes. But it, apparently, Texas A&M had their way with Oklahoma with uh, Alabama, which is surprising. Anytime someone does that to them, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially since they look like so far this year, they've looked like, you know, Alabama. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that makes it that makes it fun because, uh, you know, like to see the upsets. I do. I could. We had a we had a riot practically with our friend Darren Kramer, who was watching the Green Bay Packers Bengals game at his home uh, on the Connecticut shoreline. Mm-hmm. And they went to overtime. But due to the NFL rules, they had to leave the game. Oh, they had to leave the game. That's right. Because the Giants and Cowboys, so the NFL has to always go to the home team, the local teams. They had a dump out of the game before it was completed in the overtime. So there you are sitting at home, big Packer or Bengal fan. You can't see the end of the game. That's so that terrible. Bad. The Jets, the- I could not watch because they are not part of my cable system. Where I live, we get the Patriots stuff, which oh you know, yeah, the Patriots game was until 1 o'clock. The Jets game was at 9.30 in the morning. Why wouldn't the NFL just give me both? So that wasn't a standalone national game and only went to the local markets? I didn't. It wasn't on my t- television when I got home. I, wasn't, yeah, I, I couldn't had, find it. I couldn't uh, find it anyway. Yeah, no, I watched some of that. I don't know why. Uh, I did watch. I had that game here. It was on a local New York station and also uh, on the NFL network, but I don't know what the rules are. So, yeah, that's weird. And then, uh, yeah, we had well, a weird get, thing. You get that, New York cable. That's why. We get New York cable. Yeah. So I get a, I, every week. I, I do I'm not. Parent, I am guaranteed Jets and Giants every week. You're out in the southeastern part of the state. I'm in the southwestern part of the state, yeah. which also means yesterday, instead of getting the Patriots game, we got the Buccaneers and the Dolphins. But uh, yeah, but let's let's go back to that. Yeah, the Green Bay game was crazy. Kickers couldn't make a kick, and that must have been nuts for uh, the Bengals Packers kicker. Fans. Thought he won the game, and then he didn't win the game because he, he realized win it was the game. No good. It was an insane NFL day. Insane. Uh, I, guess, I guess we start there because. Um, all the good feelings and like, Hey, maybe we're getting the stuff turned around that the New York city team, that the jets and the giants felt after both winning, both of them winning last week. Well, that's all gone, Eric. That lasted one week. And I'm uh, a sucker and I'm a sucker because I took both teams in the points, which I'm an idiot. I didn't think yeah. the giants were going to lose, you know, half their team. And it, the Daniel Jones concussion, if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah, I saw it in real time watching the game, and yeah. uh, it looked really rough. And uh, I haven't heard anything about him today in terms of updates, but I mean, he was not woozy. He was bumbling around. You see, when a boxer really gets a hit, and they need to stop the fight, it was it was bad. And uh, 
Yeah, tough day for the uh, the Giants. So we'll get to them in a minute. I think the bigger disappointment was probably the Jets because the Jets didn't have the injury excuses the Giants have, and the Jets weren't playing the Cow. Nobody's going to confuse the Falcons with the Cowboys at this point. So that that was that was same old Jets. I mean, I'm starting to get to see it, but that was just a lot of like, you know, you got the the Falcons had one guy, this rookie tight end Pitts, who could hurt them, or, or who, who can hurt the other team, and the Jets decided, well, you know. I mean, it was a big thing at Twitter at some point. They had one of their defensive ends covering him in the red zone, which, guess what, it was an easy uh, sort of just fade route to the corner for a touchdown because, you know, he had Pitts uh, being guarded by a defensive end. Um, the rookie uh, Wilson, a little bit I saw, was missing some open throws. Yeah. It was a really, 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 really – I picked the Jets too. It was a really discouraging uh, early morning if you're a Jets fan uh, as they played on – over the pond, across the yeah, pond. Yeah, they get down. They get down big. Was it twenty to seven? Fight their yep. way back, which you, you got to like them coming back and not folding up the tents. But again, not enough. I uh, heard the post game with Salah basically saying, "Listen, look at the first five games of of uh, the quarterback in Buffalo. There, Josh uh, Josh, Josh Allen's Allen. first five games are very comparable with throwing the picks. But listen, Buffalo has a lot of talent around that team. The Jets aren't the Buffalo Bills anymore." I haven't, you know, anytime I watch the Jets and you and I are both kind of big NFL fans and we also play fantasy football for, for better or worse. And so you tend to start, you know, I can't remember my kids' birthdays, but I can, I know a lot of teams, like a lot of guys on a roster. I don't know. The Jets are the biggest no-name roster I've, I've seen in recent memory. I don't know anybody in their defense. They're running backs. Usually, especially if you're a fantasy player, you know, like one running back, like they're Michael somebody. I, I who are they? Like, who are they? I mean, it's like a major league, the movie major league. Who the F are these guys? Yeah. It, the last time I had a jet player on my team, I think was maybe uh Lavernius Coles. You know wow. I mean? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Le'Veon Bell a couple of years ago, who stuck uh, Richie Anderson, maybe. Richie once Anderson. In a while. Yeah. I like Richie Anderson. But so yeah, a I lot mean, of time on the jets, a lot of awful yeah. game. I still and, don't understand the love affair with playing games in London. It makes no sense. I, I, I love Ted Lasso, but I don't want to watch the NFL football in, in London. You know? Well, especially the games they get. I mean, it's like we're angry at the British, like we're still fighting a war. Like you can yeah, send yeah. them the friggin' Jets Falcons. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I hear you. But just for the Jets, though, you don't have a lot of more. El- Whatever, again, we talked about last week. This is all about developing your quarterback and seeing if you have your quarterback and seeing if you have your head coach. Nevertheless, you'd like to have a couple more wins, and they don't, you know, you look at the, you know, where, where are the wins coming from? I guess they're off next week and they play the Patriots. So maybe we just not talk about the Jets for a couple of weeks. And the Jets and the Giants have the two worst records in the NFL since I think it's 2017. I saw a graphic put on the screen sounds, yesterday. Sounds 2017. Right. So, so not uh, good in New York. Well, Patriots came back. Listen, I turned it off when they were down. I said the last score that the Houston Texans that they played with a flea flicker or whatever they had. Yeah, and they're in big trouble. But give them credit; they they came back around. Didn't cover the number, of course, but uh, yeah, sorry to hear that. Yep. And then why, why, uh, why, why was this Patriots team? Let's get back back to gambling. Why was this team getting nine on the? I'm getting up nine on the road. Like really? Yeah, I have no idea. Cray cray. Yeah, because they played the and uh, listen because they had a decent game against Tampa. I mean, in bad conditions. I three and a half point and uh, they are three and a half point home dog next week to my Dallas Cowboys. The Patriots? Yeah. That, I would run with that. Thank you. The, okay. Take the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going by 21. Okay. Well, uh, the last time first, the, Brian. Yeah, the last time, uh, silly, stupid, you know, like, we like useless, stupid information on this show. Last time uh, the Cowboys lost to a Bill Belichick head coach team 30 years ago, week one of 1991, 
uh, Belichick's first game as a head coach with the Browns. So let's yeah. uh, let's see. Let, maybe that'll change next week. But yeah, tough tough weekend for the Jets and Giants fans. And you know, other crazy day. Other uh, big game. Bills went in and just beat the daylights out of the Kansas City Chiefs last night. I watched this game for five minutes. You, you listen. You, Andy Reid and the Chiefs organization should be ashamed of themselves for not putting any money into that defense because it's a sieve. They're horrendous. Well, you know, they, I, 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 they didn't. They didn't. It's just they. It's like we paid two guys. Like they paid Chris Jones, who I think didn't play last night or was hurt, a big contract. I think they gave the Honey Badger good big money, and those guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Not so much anybody else. In fact, mentioning the Honey Badger, you watched this game for five minutes. I watched it for two and a half hours because I, I don't know. Um, because like we talked about, you hate your family. Well, Sunday night, my family's asleep or they're watching. No, actually, they're watching like a Disney Halloween movie. So dad's out on that. Um, because I'm such uh-huh. a father. But there was a great uh some it was I'm making the rounds on Twitter today where Honey Badger and the other safety, Daniel Sorensen, are playing like you know, they're playing a zone, and one of the receivers, it might have been Stefan Dix, like goes out, runs right by Sorensen, who just sort of stands there and looks, and there's a shot of Honey Badger just throwing his arms up and just chest, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah, uh, it's bad. It's bad. They stink. Uh, Cardinals keep keep winning, man. They win again, beat the 49ers 17-10. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, mediocre afternoon, I would say. Again, I didn't catch much of this game. but Yeah, I didn't either. I saw bits and pieces. I know Lance got picked off early, and they were down 17 nothing for a while. But the Cardinals keep doing every which way. We've been talking about them, um, you know, scoring a bunch of points. Kyler Murray, this, that, and the other thing. They got a great defense, too. Court. Yeah, but yesterday against the you know the Niners still a really good defensive team, and yeah, well the Cardinals said ours defense doesn't suck, dudes. And Cardinals still undefeated. Yeah, the other game was I think I wish I could have seen it, and this you're going to see more of these two teams in the future as the Browns and the, and the Chargers yesterday that that game, forty seven forty two, the Chargers come back to beat the Browns, just crazy game. Uh, you know Baker Mayfield a couple touchdowns. Uh, Bob, uh, Justin Herbert, you know, four touchdowns again, Brian, that guy is just a stud. I mean, the teams, that passed, the teams that passed on him are going to be really ruined the day that it's 398 yards. And, uh, I hope they replay this game on the NFL channel this week, because I never would watch a game that I would over the result of, unless it's like my team, because I was out or something. I should want to watch this game or at least watch yeah. some of it. And, you know, one of the weirdest things you'll ever see is, uh, I don't know if you saw this. So the so the Chargers down uh, 41-40 or so. They're down by a point, 42-41. Less than a minute to play. They're at like the the Browns' five-yard line. Of the Browns saw no timeout. No timeout. So you're thinking, in fact, Eckler slid on the previous play to not go in the end zone because you're thinking they're just going to run a couple plays, call timeout, come out and kick the, like, the chip shot field goal with two seconds left. Well, they didn't kneel. So they ran Eckler again. And Eckler's standing still like, Okay, I'm not going into the end zone. So I've never seen this before. The other team's defenders pulled him into the end zone. They're pushed him right in. Yep, to at least give in. them a chance to get the ball back and have a Hail Mary shot. It was, I've never seen that before. Uh, but you're right. Jimmy Johnson said up the pregame show, and I, don't, I didn't see this because I don't watch pregame shows. Said, and I, I, it's not so crazy now. He said if he was starting, a, if he was back in the league and he was to draft a, a, per, a player number one overall to start his team, he would take Herbert. Justin Herbert yeah. and somebody said over Mahomes. He said over Mahomes. Yeah. That's not crazy. It might have been no. crazy a month ago, not anymore. No, you're right. I know the game that uh, two teams that no one around here cares about, but just bothered me because of their trajectory. And it's just one of those games you can't lose because I've been kind of on them a little bit this year and I'm rooting for them because I think the NFL is better when they're good is the Raiders. I, I knew exactly you were going to say that. 
Uh, yeah, you can't I can't lose to the Bears at home. You cannot do that. And I like Justin Fields, but he, he, you know, he hasn't set the world on fire as a rookie quarterback. In fact, none of these rookie quarterbacks, I'm not sure any of them are good yet. Um, That's inexcusable that loss. Well, let's get into it. Well, let's get into it without getting into it. We know what happened with John Gruden last week with the email with some racist, uh, verbiage from 11 years ago, right? From 11 years, well, 2011, 10 years ago. And again, I'm not going to go amateur psychologist here, which is not hot take or get first take or hot first or whatever. Going to go to the distraction. uh, Well, I don't know if you have if you find that about your head coach, does that even subconsciously just do something to the team as a whole? And I got that's probably nonsense, but they look really crappy against the Bears team that hasn't done a damn thing all year. Yeah. And I mean, they weren't competitive. No, I mean, you I did 20 to nine, the Chicago Bears, and you're supposed to be a team on the come. I mean, just, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe the, you know, Gruden had a little bit of trouble leading up to the game. And just like people say, Andy Reid's trouble with his son really distracted the the Chiefs during the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, who knows, bud? Who knows? It, well, it, we'll it, find it, out because you're right. We'd like to Vegas, we'd like to Vegas a few weeks ago when they started out three and oh. And, uh, I don't know, especially in that division when you got, I mean, the freaking Chargers could run away with it. So the Chargers look really good. No other games really jumped out at me. I just had some interest in the Titans just because Derrick Henry's my fantasy back, and he had a monster game. A lot of people thought he was shot maybe this year because he had such low. But that guy is just, you know, he's Earl Campbell. He just keeps going and going, man. He really, he is really is. And maybe more durable, so he'll last a little longer, have a longer yeah. career. But that, uh, good week in the NFL. we got one more game tonight, the Ravens and the Colts. Uh, I like the Ravens in the game. But, again, this NFL trying to predict it. Who the hell yeah, I don't know, and I'm not really t- – I think the Colts probably stink. So, yeah, yeah. but I've got the Ravens too. The other big football story around here was University of Connecticut. The college football team loses again to UMass. I didn't watch a play of the game. Uh, in all honesty, I was off this weekend. My kids had a hockey tournament on Saturday and Sunday, so uh, I could not sit down and watch the game. I read about it. Uh, again, it's more of the same. UConn hosts Yale this weekend, and, again, Yale has a really good chance. They lost to Dartmouth in overtime this weekend. Mm-hmm. Dartmouth's a really good team, so there's a possibility that UConn could lose to Yale this weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to that – I'm actually going to that game, so just, you know, just uh, – that'll be – We'll see you there. Oh, You'll be up oh. in the nosebleeds. Yeah, probably – no, yeah, up in the nosebleeds, you know. That's okay. And that'll be probably the last time there's anybody at that stadium this season. Wow. the 0-6 UConn football team. So. Nobody going to the Houston game that's Saturday after Thanksgiving? No, no, we're good. Thanks. We're good. Uh, so we got to talk about baseball in a second. We're going to take a timeout. We come back. There's a, there was a, listen, again, my Yankees got eliminated. So I, I'm not one of those baseball fans that's going to sit and watch. I, I caught a little bit of the Red Sox game last night. I saw the controversial play, controversial play. Mm-hmm. Haven't saw any of the Houston or Chicago series. I did hear the Chicago reliever bitching about Houston stealing signs again. I haven't, seen a pitch. I haven't seen a pitch of that series. Yeah. We'll get into uh, that, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff coming up. Uh, we'll talk about what the Yankees may be doing because they haven't said much since they lost. So all that and more coming up right after this timeout. Yeah, before we talk about that, let's talk about all as well. Before we talk about them all the time. There's a good reason for that because you need a good night's sleep. And also it believes in the power of a good night's sleep, especially if you got, you know, you running around doing, going to hockey tournaments all weekend. All as well, yeah. Designed to make a good good sleep accessible to all the all as well mattress features hybrid mattress technology. It combines the best of both worlds. That means memory foam, along with individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury. The result is the Allswell Queen mattress, which starts at $345. Hey, it's good news. Eric, have you heard the news, Eric? Last week, we talked about the Columbus Day promotion with Allswell. It's been extended for one more week. So now, 
for so now through next Monday, October 18th, shoppers, check out the All's Well Columbus Day promotion. You can get 15% off mattresses and 30% off all other bedding with the promo code Fall Refresh. That's one word, Fall Refresh. That's your promo code. So it's been extended. So you get seven more days to get on this. So again, 15% off your mattresses, 15, uh, 30% off bedding. Use the promo code Fall Refresh when you go to allswellhome.com. All right, so I'll talk about it briefly here. Uh, Red Sox played Tampa Bay yesterday. Classic game with extra innings. The the Rays had a runner on first, two outs. The runner mm-hmm. is going. Ball hit to the gap in right center field. Off the wall, ricochets off Hunter Renfro, the right fielder, correct? And goes over yeah. the wall for a grounds rule double. The runner who was rounding second, heading towards third, who would have scored easily, is sent back to third, and the runner is held at second. And then there was two outs, so then they got the next guy struck out. Nobody scores. Tell me your thoughts when you heard about that. Yeah, then the bottom, the next inning, bottom of the inning, bottom of the next inning, I forget what inning it was, but bottom of the inning, Christian Vasquez hits a walk-off home run, and Red Sox are up 2-1. to one. And Tampa Bay, who'd been, you know, the runaway winner of that division, the American League, they're all of a sudden, they're in big trouble trying to, they got to win tonight and win again in Tampa Bay to, to, uh, to survive. Yeah, I was actually – I did not watch this game till the extra innings because I was tuned into the, the football when this game started. I've never seen that play before. Uh, the runner on first, that ball was hitting the gap into right center in Fenway, which is just like no man's land. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get it, it's going far. And it, he just missed a home run. You said off the bolt, the wall, which is the front-facing part of the bullpen out in Fenway. Half wall uh, too, yeah. Half wall. And, you know, that runner, I don't care. He could have been crawling from first base. He was going to score standing up. He had time, He would have had time to get up, stand up, and walk over and cross home plate. It was, he was going to score from first note without any trouble. So, fine. You understand that a ground rule double. Sometimes that happens. Like, you just got screwed, dude. It bounced over the wall. That's, that's just baseball, Susan. But, Tommy Clark, 2004. Right. So, what happens? The issue is we don't really ever – it's unique in that usually even if a bounce hit, how often does it bounce off a player after hitting the wall? Number two, even if it does, except in maybe this ballpark, I can't think of another ballpark, it's still, it's not going to bounce over a wall. There's no waist chest high walls in most ballparks into the bullpen. Now, the first thing the announcers did on MLB Network, which, to their credit, was saying, this is kind of a judgment call in terms of where the referees of the referees umpires. long day long long day of a uh, weekend of football where the umpires can uh for lack of a better word put that first runner the second runner the batter is obviously he's at second hits his ground rule double now anybody with half a brain realizes just what we said this guy's going to score there's a, something similar in a, one of the Mets games this year regular season game where something wonky happened and they just they knew like they gave the guy the run for whatever reason, and you never get a straight answer out of Major League Baseball, they treated this as a straight-up ground rule double. They even went to the headset, you know, for that. Because when they go to the headset, that always makes things much clearer. We always get a yeah. great – that always just fixes everything. So I don't know what – I mean, Tampa Bay was pissed, and they should be pissed. I agree. Uh, again, they had a multiple chances to win it, and, you know, they served up a, a meatball on the bottom of the inning. But this is another thing we get. We're going to have to talk about this, and baseball is going to have to come to some sort of a, a change in the rules, and it'll probably be the wrong change of the rules. So I don't know. It just, just sucked just, because it could have been a great game. Just the old saying: just use your noodle. Just look at the play. Why does it have to be hard? You got on the headset. New York needs to say, 
the guy was going to score easily, give him the run, and treat the grounds rule double to the hitter, the, the batter. Yeah. The batter is the one that gets the double, but the guy was going to score. And then I saw, I saw that they made the MLB made the runners of the umpires available after the game, and they they said they just stuck to the rule book. It's just it's frustrating when no one has the guts to make a call. Like that's the problem with our with all NFL, the NHL, all these pro sports. They know there's replay, and no one has the guts to make a call half the time because they know they're going to get second guessed or corrected. Right. And I just use your noodle. The guy was going to score. And this isn't just about sour grapes. You know, I hate Red Sox. The guy was going to score. And then I heard someone say to me today, well, it didn't matter because the Red Sox hit a two run home in the bottom. No, 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 no. No, you you approach the game differently. Someone else could have been pitching. You know yeah, I mean? and plus, and plus, if the inning gets plus, if the inning gets now, I know the next guy struck out. I mean, he just struck out a three high fat. I mean, he had a yeah. terrible at that. But you know what happens? You don't know what happens. The pitcher treats that issue that issue differently. If you're, a, you could maybe pitch around the, the. No, you can't. Could be rattled. Have no knows. idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So you're right. It just it was so blatantly obvious because of the way the ball would. If anything, you're you know you could still penalize Tampa Bay because that could have been a triple. Yeah, he was on third. Yeah, absolutely right. So but, yeah, the thing that bothers me is you're 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 rewarding a misplay basically. And I know the guy yeah. didn't do it intentionally, but he was too close to the wall. I mean, he didn't just, play the ball well. Didn't play it well. I mean, and that's his home stadium. You know what I mean? So give me a break. Anyway, uh, the Red Sox. I mean, it was so on. funny too. The Red Sox were down what five to two in Game Two in Tampa, and he read Twitter and said, "Oh, the Red Sox belong in this series. What a joke!" Yeah. You know, it was similar to eerie to the. 04 Yankees Red Sox when the Yankees were up three games to none and everyone burying the Red Sox. Here we go again. The Red Sox well, on the doorstep of winning this thing, you know? Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's interesting. And I haven't seen the first two games. I'm, they've been on later, and I'm an old, old man. I'm going to maybe try and watch some of the Giants Dodgers tonight. Again, it start till 9 30. But there's a very real possibility that the, the two, the three teams, and I'm not going to put Houston in this. I'm going to say the three teams that really look like they were. I you know I know Houston's still really good. The three teams that look to be really the three best teams all during the regular season, Tampa, uh, the Giants, and the Dodgers. Very possible that two of those three teams don't even get to the league championship series. So, and listen, for as much as y'all love the Rays and talk about how great they are, and they are with when it comes to development, all that, their life on the line today. They got Colin McHugh starting the game. Yeah, and yeah, former Mets legend Colin McHugh. Colin with two L's, McHugh with a sixteen uh, ERA in the postseason. Now, some of them again, again, it's going to be a bullpen for game for of them. Course. I already read whole, you know, all hands on deck. Some of that was dictated just by circumstance last night. Yeah, uh, and you're right, and I'm rooting for Tampa. I'd love nothing more than Tampa. If it wasn't my team, I'd love nothing more to see Tampa win a, a, a World Series. First of all, because I think it'd be funny. I think the the, the the parade in Tampa would have like thirty six people there. Uh, but you're right. I mean, when you get into the nitty gritty in these short series and you don't have a guy, you know, Blake's now ain't there anymore. You don't have a stopper. Like, okay, I feel pretty good. This guy's going to get it. We're going to at least get five, which you hoped, you know, like sort of what you hoped the Yankees would have gotten out of Cole last in the last game. Yeah. Uh, then you're at a disadvantage. So the playoffs, we'll keep an eye on that. Getting to our two baseball teams, uh, kind of strange. It's, it's very quiet in the Bronx. Normally, 72 hours after a Yankee loss and the season loss, the Yankees will have a kind of, uh, they'll make a Brian Cashman available. Aaron Boone will be available to kind of give you their buttoning right. up of the season. What went wrong? What do they have to prove on? The Yankees have done none of that. And it's been almost a week. So and it's not like Brian Cashman's a, uh, the type to be shy from the media. No, 
So a week away from their worst loss of the year and the, all is quiet in New York. So does that mean the Yankees are constantly contemplating making major changes or are they just waiting because it's a busy few days in sports? Who knows? Well, I don't know. You know, if it fuels, especially with all the New York media, it fuels, it just gives more time for to have speculation, get throw fuel into that fire. You know, I think you probably saw the same thing. Uh, Bob Clappish, I don't know where Bob writes for now, but wherever he writes for writing, like his gut was telling him that Boone and Cashman would be back. I assume Cashman will be. I mean, we've we've, we've beaten the dead horse on what we yeah. think about the, the, the manager for the Yankees. But um, if they're going to go back status quo again, I mean, but well, I would assume as a, I was, a, I would assume, yeah, I would assume as a Yankees fan, you're kind of pissed off. You feel like you had wasted an opportunity. And you like some, even some sort of like something from the from from the people who run the team a week after. I want changes. That's what I want. I want changes. I, I want. Like new, I, I want a new general manager, and I want a new manager. And and the other thing too, it kind of is annoying today. Like, uh, you know, Evan Roberts is like, if the Yankees fire Brian Cashman, the Mets would hire him in two seconds. First of all, no, they wouldn't. No, they would. Second, and second of all, we heard the same thing years ago. If the Yankees fire Joe Girardi, he'll get a job the next day. Well, that didn't happen. It either. didn't. It didn't happen. So I, I hate that. And listen, Cashman's had a great career. Is you know, I hear people all the time. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame GM, which I don't agree with. But they haven't won a World Series in twelve years. They have every advantage, more advantages than almost every team in baseball, except the Dodgers. Maybe they're about the same as far as finances. The Yankees player development has stunk for the last ten years. Well, yeah, they, but you, Cashman yeah. makes great trades, but he does not develop a lot of players. Well, also, you say they had the, the advantage. They had the advantage. They choose to use it. We talked about this with the Trevor Bauer thing, which we don't want to get into that. I mean, thank God nobody, you know, he didn't sign in New York City. And Manny Machado a couple of years ago, they passed But, on you know, the, guys. when the Bauer thing was going on, there was two teams that said they were going to go over the luxury tax to sign him. The Dodgers, not not totally expected. And the Mets, also not super surprising because the, the ownership has said they'll go over luxury tax if they see an opportunity. You don't get that indication from the Yankees. So if you're going to go say – I want to go get a Corey Seager or a Trevor Story or whomever who's out there this year, but you're you're, you're treating the luxury tax as a hard cap. Then are you really taking advantage of you know? Do you really have an advantage over everyone else if you choose not to use it? You know, I don't and, know. And I quite frankly don't blame Hal. I don't blame Hal because Hal's a Tampa guy who's sitting there watching the Rays and their sixty million dollar payroll and half empty stadium go to the playoffs every year and develop player after player after player. After player, they're spending two hundred and twenty well, million. Okay, but then Eric, and you're, what you're saying is the same thing. Then if you're if you're trying to follow the Tampa model, yet every year you bring back the same GM with the same people under him and the same players, then you're not following the. Then you're purposely following the Tampa plan. So I which think, is it? Are you going to be the Dodgers and try and spend to make up for your lack of uh, of success at the farm system level? Or are you going to revamp and bring in new voices? Because you, they're doing they've done neither. I think that the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner are a lot like the Giants and John Mara. Change is hard for the organization. They're comfortable with the people that are running the organization right now. And I think it's hard for Hal Steinbrenner's world to make change. I do. I just think they don't, it's not easy for them. So they don't want to do it. Because again, yeah, the it's like they want to be comfortable. They want to know who they know. Yeah. Change scares them. And, you know, they're living off their brand. I hate to use that word. It sounds like a market, but they're, they are. They're living off their brand and they're living off their rep. Like, where and they're the printing money. The and they're printing money. Winner and they're lose. printing money. Yep. So, uh, so it's, it's got to be. So. 
All right. Anyway. All right, we got to take one more time out, and then we come back. We have a list of birthdays to get to. Brian will talk about his apple picking escapades. I, I know you're all um, waiting on bated breath with that, so we'll get to all that in a second. Yeah, I got so where this is my spot here. Oh, where am I supposed to be talking about? Oh, that's right, Instacart. Hey, yeah, you want to? Hey, man, if you're doing all these crazy things like taking kids to hockey tournaments or looking around at apples and pumpkins and deciding how much money you want to spend on a bunch of pumpkins to just sit on your step to rot. Well, maybe you don't have much, enough time to go food shopping, but you need a fall food, food haul, right? Okay, so shop from home with Instacart. Instacart can help you stock up on your favorite pumpkin products, plus all the essential green ingredients for those fall comfort foods. Instacart will deliver your groceries sometimes in less than one hour. And this is great news. And we talk about it every week we could talk about Instacart. You use your, your, your the stores, your local stores, the stores that you know. And shoppers will start learning how you shop the more you use Instacart. So start looking out for some deals to help save you some money. Here's another way to save money. If you sign up for an Instacart.com uh, account, do it like this. Go to our website, edbc.buzzsprout.com. ED, let me do it again. ED, edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. It's only been two years. Uh, go You're on fine. there. You'll, you'll see a link for Instacart.com. Click on that link. Sign up for your new Instacart account. And you are going to get free delivery on your first order of $10. So if you want to buy $36 worth of pumpkin spice crap and pumpkin pie and pumpkin coffee, terrific. We're going to knock that down 10 bucks if you go through our website and click on that link. So remember, shop with Instacart. Shop from home and save with Instacart. Well done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Excellent job. Very proud. So let me just tell you this because you'll get a kick out of this. This was my day Saturday. I won't bore you with the details, but this is my day. We left at 10 o'clock in the morning, the whole family. Too late for not boring me. Yes. Okay, yes. but go ahead. Dick. 10 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, yep. My son had a game at noon in Hampton. Hockey okay. game. That game's over around 1.30. They win 8-1. to one. Nice. Nice. We then have to go to Danbury because my daughter has a game at 4.40 in Danbury. Let's Beautiful this time of year. Oh Dan, I was in I was in Danbury on Saturday as well too. Too bad we couldn't uh, hooked up and uh, you know uh, shared some. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. I had an hour to kill in between. So uh, go okay. to Danbury. Daughter wins that game four nothing. She had two goals and assists. So the Dobrads family is very happy. We go. got in the car at quarter of a si quarter six. Drive to Bridgeport to watch the Rangers and Islanders. Oh, Leave. you did go. We did. Yeah, left midway through the third period. I was like the progressive commercial. Walking into the arena, telling my kids we're leaving in the third period. We are not staying for the entire game. This I did not see the, game. you know, the one you haven't seen the commercial where they're in the parking lot. Yeah, but I, I did not see the game or the final from the other night. Was it a, was it like a Kai game? The third? Did they want to stay? What was going on there? They're thirteen and twelve years old. They want to do whatever they want to do. So it was yeah. a three. The Rangers had a three-two lead in the third and ended up winning five-four in overtime. Oh, so you missed a good ending. But here's the, so let me ask you this, and parents out there, here's the rub. So we got there late. You know, the game started at 7.05. We got there at 6.45. Right. Not ideal for parking, et cetera. Beautiful parking garage right next to the arena, but we're on the sixth floor of a six-story parking garage. And my thought is, this place is mobbed. I'm at the very top of the garage. We stayed till the end. How long am I in that parking garage to get out of there? Oh, you were sitting in there for you at least an hour. Exactly. And after a long day, what do you oh, do? Oh, no. Now? Absolutely not. You're right. I've been to that arena quite a few times, but I've never had to like, never was that packed. I assume it's sold out because Rangers Islanders. I don't know if it was sold out, but here's the other thing too. And I'll give them a lot of credit. 
the lines getting into there were a mile long. Do you know why they were so long, besides for the fans? I have no idea. You had to show a proof of vaccination in your driver's oh, license. right, 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 right. Cool, Which yeah. didn't That's even true. cross my mind, but I happen to have my proof of vaccination card in my wallet, so it was no problem. But easy to get in once you're in, but there was a long line to get in. And, of course, you had every every excuse in the book you hear throughout the lines about people not having their COVID card or whatever. So it was my first taste of going through that. And then so, when you're in the arena, they continue to remind you you're supposed to wear your mask the whole time you're in the arena. But people were pissed. Well, why did I show my COVID vaccination card and now I have to wear it? Unless you're drinking a beer, you can pull the mask down. But, of course, there's a lot of, you know, we have to get into it. A lot no, of I get rumbling. you. I get, I get you. you. Know, we know what you're saying. Couple of Yahoo's sitting behind me who just I'm not putting my mask on. I already showed my card. Screw you. And anyway, so we had a wonderful uh, time. Got home at 10 o'clock. So we left at 10 a.m. Got home at 10 o'clock. So that was that was our day. That's a full rich Saturday. Yeah, three wins. Son wins, daughter wins, Rangers win. That's a good day. All right. And then right then right back at it Sunday, right? Yes, game 9 30 Sunday morning. My son, 4 30. My son, my daughter did not have any games yesterday, but and then uh you know, just marathon days. And so tell us about your apple picking on, on this holiday. There's a hard left turn. So, yeah, I, you know, we got to, you know, it's the thing you got to do with the family. Uh, I've been putting it off, but um, today we're taping this on Monday, the 11th, whatever holiday. Indigenous People Day. Indigenous People, Columbia, whatever you want to call it, fine. Uh, so I, uh, I took the afternoon off. My kids are off school. So we did the whole pumpkin picking thing at a great farm near where we live, Jones Farm. If you're in Connecticut, you know, you've probably heard of it. It's awesome. They do a nice job. But you have to do the whole thing where you start having to decide how much money am I going to spend for these overpriced pumpkins Awful. that are going to sit on my front stoop and eventually rot, which then I will go back and throw in the backyard because I'm too lazy to like, oh, you know, I'll put like, oh, it's just compost. The, it'll be good for the uh, the squirrels can live off the pumpkins. Uh, they do eat them, though. They do eat them. So uh, it's fine. It was at least the weather was beautiful. Um, Yeah, I mean. Uh, so what so did I, you what did you walk? First of all, briefly tell me real quick because we're out of time. What did you buy? What did what did you bring home? And then I want to guess how much you spent. Okay, there's a couple. We spent. We bought two big pumpkins. Couple like, little ones. Couple, couple. No, more than a couple. Like two twenty pound pumpkins. And then my daughter has a Girl Scout pumpkin picking event later today, so that'll be another pumpkin that they will come home with. Uh, and then like five of these little pumpkins, because I want to give a little pumpkin to this person. I want to give a little pumpkin for that person. Do you buy we the gourds? Two, do you buy the gourds and other stuff? We got, we got two gourds. We got two little pumpkins for the dogs, our dogs, because that makes sense. Because they're, they're just giving them away. So I think we came out to a, just under 50 bucks. No apples or anything like that? Did you buy apples too? We, no, we, there was no apples there. We bought like some pumpkin cookies or some of that crap. Apples might be another time. Yeah, we, also did the th- we also did the thing because we had time out. We had soccer Saturday morning, but we had a little bit of a free time. We, we had a little bit of a window Saturday afternoon. So we did like, hey, let's go to a, like one of the big stores, like a Home Depot, and buy some Halloween decorations. Well, on by the time you get to October 10th, all your Halloween decorations are gone. Christmas. So I got, yeah. So I got kids going like we're supposed to. I say we're supposed to get those in September. And I'm cool with that. I don't really care much about the Christmas stuff. But I, ever since I had kids, I do have had kids. I do get the whole like Halloween thing. It's fun, and I have no problem getting a couple things. I'm into Halloween. I get it. But you know, there's like one. There's like a stick with a scarecrow and like a small like 
plastic skeleton that cost $36 left. So if we didn't get anything. So moral of the story is if you want to be one of those people that do some decorating for Halloween, do it around Labor Day. Yeah, we uh, we were going to do that today, but we neglected to do that instead. We drove right past the pumpkin patch, and we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. The kids weren't yeah. interested. They were tired. But they see, were, you got your kids are a little older. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was there a time where they were into that stuff? Oh, of course. Yeah, they and they still will. But they, they again, we had a long weekend, so the idea of walking around a pumpkin patch with mom and dad, and they're at the point where they don't want to be seen with us as well, so that doesn't help. Oh, I can understand that. I'm waiting for yeah. that. We're, my wife and I are looking forward to those days. I was joking with my daughter today. I'm like, well, we'll take a walk through the pumpkin patch. You can hold my hand. And she's like, ew. <laughs> so, get away from me, old man. Exactly. I hear that all the time. Uh, uh, you got a list of birthdays we got to get to real quickly here before we wrap things up, Brian. And uh, we were trying to debate what which ones we've done. I know we did one at the second one on your list. I know we did last year. Back, I remember the movie reference. But the other ones I don't remember. Oh, I did not think we did her before. Oh, that's not, that's, that's all right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's start. Let's get into it because we're running up. We've we got the clock uh, coming up here. Um, Chevy Chase. So I thought of you yesterday. My my kids. I'm sure you did. We're watching a hockey game, and my friend's son ran into the goal net. Was down on the ground holding his arm. It was down for a while. The mother's upset. The father's upset. And of course, going through my mind is, well, he could have a fractured ulna. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Oh, my arm. Now was the kid. Now that we've made the fun kid, of it, was the kid now, was okay? He was walking so, off. He, Late, he was he was really hurt, crying. But about five minutes later, he was in the game. At that point, it passed. But I was did everything in my power not to say, "Well, he could have a fractured ulna." But I'm, I'm afraid. Gonna... I'm afraid you guys forfeit. Yeah, and I was gonna say, "Well, you uh... can take Spalding." Anyway, Chevy Chase from the great movie Caddyshack. We were referencing here, of course. Yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase is seventy-five. Because everyone's seventy-five on the board. everyone's seventy-five now. If they weren't, they they if they weren't, they will be, and then they will be again. Actually, I think actually, he's like seventy-one. Let me say seventy-one. No, now, no, is sir. He is. I was surprised by this too. Just means we're getting older. Chevy Chase, if my if my facts are correct, is seventy-eight. Oof, man, I should have gone the other way. Wow, seventy-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list was Sigourney Weaver, and I remember talking about Alien last year, which I probably should watch that movie because it's been so long. But I'm not a sci-fi guy. So maybe I don't have the patience for that, but I have no idea how old she is. I'm not. I'm. I'm like other than Star Wars, which I, I admit I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm not not a nut, but I'm. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. This is like half sci-fi, half uh, horror. I watched it about a year ago. Alien. It still holds up. It's still a really good movie. Alien. I don't know the sequels. I'm hot, cold on the first one. She's like good. seventy and seventy seventy. You said seventy. And she's actually seventy-two. All right. Next one on the list is one of our favorites, uh, no matter who they are. Diamond Dave, David Lee Roth is just, uh, and he recently announced he's done, I think. Performing, yeah, he right? announced he's retiring. And I, my, my first inclination was to go from what? Exactly. <laughs> retiring for performing. So, okay. We love Diamond Dave, Dave, but, you know, and that just makes Mick Jagger's uh, abilities at 78 even more fascinating that David Lee he Roth does. can no longer hold a note nor do any of those karate kicks that he was so famous for. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's not the same. So maybe it's great to hang him up. I mean, it's David Lee Roth. I'm trying to think. So in their stardom was the early 80s, the 78. And I'm going to guess he was born in like, I'm going to say he's 68. Very close. He is 67. Wow. Uh, the next guy on the list, another music uh, guy um, I'm not a huge fan of, but he's written some great songs. John Cooker, Melon Camp. 
Yeah, no, I can't stand his. I can't stand any. I really can't think of any of the song, his songs that I like at all. Yeah, I, I, there. I mean, he's got a million hits. He's one of those. You're guys being pol- you're being polite. That's just not my. I can't stand. My, I can't stand him. I don't I have no interest. Here's the problem I have with John Cougar Mellencamp. We talked about a little, this last week. Maybe it's just where we live, but every classic rock station has way, way, way too much John Mellencamp in their library. Way See, too much. I disagree. I think it's too much Foreigner. I would take Foreigner. I would take a double Ugh. shot weekend to Foreigner versus Ugh. John Mellencamp singing a, a Jack and Diane, which is all which I never really got. But just a little ditty. You know what? A little ditty. I don't want to. I, I've heard enough. I, I agree. Enough. <laughs> He he is about the same. Is he the same age as David Lee Roth? 67, 68? Pink House isn't, isn't the worst song in the world. He is 70 years old. Still smoking? Mellencamp? Yeah, I wonder if he... Wasn't he a big smoker? I, I have no idea. Huge smoker. All right, Mark Goodman, speaking of music, I heard him this morning on the Sirius Satellite XM doing the 19... 19- 81 top 40 list. Uh, I love it. When, I don't have XM radio anymore, but I love it when they used to do like those top, top 40 countdowns. From like Him and Alan Hunter, man, it really brings you back. Uh, yeah. One of the, we should have mentioned this for our younger fans. If we, I know we have, we're big with the, with the kids. One of the original MTV BJs back in the day. And you think 1981. So he's probably 25 years old when he was doing that gig. Right. So what's that make him? Ooh. Well, they all sort of had like gigs going into that. I think they were all BJs before they got that, that yeah so how old is he i mean is he 70 i mean all my guests are 70 years old brian yeah you're you're, you're right around you're in the margin of uh, air uh 69 see told you and uh, you had to put this one on the list because it's your favorite actor of all time not exactly brando but go ahead <laughs> uh mario mario lopez uh slater from saved by the bell for those of you who watched saved by the bell never saw an episode of that show uh, I saw bits and pieces enough to be, of course enough, to be enough to be enough to be that I can have, have an unhealthy fascination with him. Yeah, with Mario Lopez, I was more of a Mark Paul Gosler fan myself, uh, and Tiffany so, Amber Thiessen. So here's the trouble: is he ten years younger than me, or five? I don't know how old he is. I'm going to guess he's 45. No, he uh, he is right around our age range. He is 48. All right, there you go. Whoa. Right, listen, Mar- anytime you get Mario Lopez and Chevy Chase on a birthday list, you're having a good day, bro. Yeah, man, I don't I don't slack off in this. I put, little, I put a little something called effort into this show. I'll try I it. Worked in the, I worked on this list for almost 15 minutes this weekend. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. All right, enjoy the Same rest of the football picks. Don't you need to go make a soup right about now? Uh, a bisque. I'm going to make a nice oh, bisque. All right. All right. Go spend some quality time with your children. You've done everything possible this weekend not to spend time with your kids. Everything. Yeah. they got to go back to school tomorrow. I guess I'm running out of time. Okay. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC Podcast. I'm Eric Dobratz. He's Brian Coleman. Until next time, Brian, say goodbye. See ya.